Welcome to the Radiant Weddings Podcast. On today's episode... Some people just have that ability to really take it to the next level and really, really make you feel very important and very, very valued. And there's other people who you're an assembly line. Right. There's, there are the vendors who you feel like you're getting personalized service from. And then there's the wedding vendors who you feel like you are just another couple. What's up, wedding world? We're brand new. This is so new. This is <laughs> as new as a baby's butt. Oh, wow. Classy. <laughs> this is as new as a breech baby's butt. Because <laughs> the baby's butt. Because their butt's newer than their head. <laughs> Do we really want to start episode one with this? No, we don't. It's <laughs> quite funny. This, yes. is a, this is not going to be about babies being born or, yeah. or butts. Even this though that's the majority of what we think about right now. It's kind but. of on our minds because uh, we got a baby on the way. That needs to flip. Yes. Baby's breach right now. We really want the baby to do a headstand. <laughs> but that is not what this is about. This so, is about weddings and about the wedding industry. Wedding planning, what brides should know, what grooms should know, and what our experiences are like working mm-hmm. in the wedding industry. If you listened to our little intro uh, podcast, our little episode zero, then you already know us. But to use the terrible toast intro, for those, for those of, of you, you who, who don't, don't know, know us, <laughs> we're Joe and Rhea. We are Joe and Rhea. I'm Joe and she's Rhea. We're married. And we met at a wedding we then took we got our married at a wedding. We got married at a wedding, and uh, we spend most of our summers at weddings. Yes, Ria is a wedding planner, and and I am a wedding photographer. Yeah. So we find ourselves talking about weddings and what makes good weddings, and what makes beautiful weddings, and what makes terrible weddings, and all sorts of wedding stuff. And we thought, you know what would be really cool is to keep talking about them as often as we do, but like we should record it. Yeah. We'll make a show about it. We'll let other people in on our conversations. Yeah, so welcome. Welcome to our conversations. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to get weird. As you know, we started off by talking about breech baby's butts. Mm -hmm. But we're happy to have you here listening to our weird conversations. Joe, welcome to my podcast. Whoa, wait, wait. Your podcast? (laughs) (laughs) This is our podcast. I'll share it with you. This is our podcast. We're just putting it on your website. Right. And we're talking about wedding planning stuff, so that's my gig. Yeah, but it's my computer that we're recording it on. <laughs> but... I have I have a part to play in this. How are we going to start this all off? I mean, I'm excited, actually. Yeah. I'm excited. About, this is going to be a lot, a lot of fun, I think. Right. We're going to talk about... Wedding planning, we're going to be talking about the wedding industry. We're going to be talking about like our experiences with this. I'm not a wedding planner. I'm just a photographer, but... Mm-hmm. Know I your still, place. I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why don't you start then? I'll just sit here with my arms folded and watch the waveform go. <laughs> okay. So what makes a great wedding planner? Or <laughs> this is how we're starting. What makes the a great wedding ever. vendor? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I th- this is going to be a pretty candid conversation, but I do have thoughts of definitely what helps with a wedding planner and I've also been watching you. 
So I would think that some of the things that you, as a wedding planner, the look what for, not to do, <laughs> the what not, not to do may be easier. But I, I think that one of the things to look for that you look for in wedding planners, like when you're picking vendors for when you're, you know, a client says, "Please find me a photographer." Mm-hmm. Um, you look at style. You look mm-hmm. at um, professionalism. Obviously, you look at quality, but you also look at working with the person themselves. Like, what is it like to communicate with that person? How often do they mm-hmm. respond? How polite are they? Mm-hmm. Uh, do they talk about themselves too much? Right. If they dominate the conversation, I usually end the conversation. That's the end of the relationship. Wow. So, I know, so good vendors, good wedding vendors, shut up. <laughs> right. <laughs> they give me the information they need. They accommodate the client, but they don't bring a lot of personal life drama. They don't bring any personal life drama into the client vendor relationship. Yeah. I, I, I think that the vendors that I've worked with that have been the most fun to work with have focused most all conversation on the couple for that day. Mm-hmm. You know, like working with a videographer or a DJ and they just be like, oh man, you know, whatever the bride and grooms is, Samantha and Jack, they're just, they, they, they had this moment before that was so cool. And they're, they're obviously into the day. They're excited they, for them. Yeah. When they're like excited for the couple mm-hmm. and not just doing a job. Right. Where that conversation becomes negative is if they tell all the, the horror stories of working with a client that they didn't like as much. I've worked with. <laughs> I'm wondering. I'm, I'm picturing yeah. you telling, like, talking to clients right now and talking like horror stories of like, oh man, my husband today, <laughs> he t- he didn't make any bacon with breakfast this morning, and I'm pregnant. And <laughs> it was I a baconless breakfast. <laughs> a baconless be breakfast. That can't happen. Do you? What, what are your conversations usually like with clients on a day? Like the non the non work related conversations. Conversations I have with clients on the wedding day are usually, I don't know, stories about weather, funny weather things that happen at weddings. Funny weather? Yeah. Funny weather stories. Usually they weren't funny in the moment, but they're funny now. Why don't you give us an example? Because I'm thinking like, (laughs) you just presented the most boring topic of conversation as like a very lively thing like oh we talk about the weather right small talk well um there's there's dramatic weather stories like the one where you were helping me um where there was like this biblical downpour let's let's talk about let's talk about that that you know what let's tell that story (laughs) because that was a great day of vendor collaboration right okay that was a fan that's a great story actually an example of good vendor yeah let's let's share that story so those of you um, listening who are engaged and are considering an outdoor wedding, this will scare you straight. It will scare you straight, but the moral of the story is flexibility really makes for a much better wedding day. Um, so the ceremony was supposed to be outside, as well as the dancing and the cocktail hour. And about an hour, two hours before the ceremony... Somewhere in there. Oh, I think it was more like an hour. There wasn't an much hour, time. Yeah. The ceremony was going to start in a little over an hour. Yeah. We were pretty outdoors. much set up for the ceremony, and then a downpour happened. Yes. Sideways rain, like so much so that there were basically rivers under the tent. 
Yeah, no, like there was, there were, I remember looking at the tent because I was, I was with Rhea this day and um, the water falling off of the tent was in literal sheets. Like it was like window panes of glass that was water. There wasn't like, you know, lines of streams. streams, Yeah, yeah. it was like a sheet. Like it was looking through a wall of water. There was that Mm -hmm. much. And it was, how big was the tent? Like 20 feet by 20 feet or something? Mm, I think it was a 40 by 60. Oh, okay. So it's huge. 40 by 60. And the chairs that had been set up, even the ones that were like in the center of the tent were drenched. It it was, it was... (laughs) completely undoable to have a um a wedding outside yeah so by this time let me see who was there at this point let's see the The venue coordinator was there the caterer is there you were there the wedding planner i was there the wedding planner's assistant i wasn't the photographer that day Mm -hmm. there were two photographers i think they were on site the florist was there too yeah pretty much all of the vendors were on site yeah so there was Um, this last minute decision well yeah I had to upon move this, the bride's approval. Yeah, I had to move the ceremony indoors into a construction zone, actually. Yeah. And redecorate, and we had to set everything up. So this hold, hold on, that 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 is like dumbing it down. Like, oh yeah, we redecorated. No, like we went from a, a like you know wood slabs in the corner, concrete floor, empty half of a room, mm-hmm. to a lights in in the in the air. Bistro lights. Bistro lights hanging up there. Chiffon draping. Chiffon over the arbor. Lights and flowers leading up to it. It looked like it did. It looked great. It did not look like it was thrown together willy-nilly last minute. Yeah. And it wasn't just one person putting all these things together. Mostly it was Joe at my command as I was running around telling everyone (laughs) what was happening. But no, I'm serious. Like the, the, you know... The venue coordinator was just like, what can I do? And making this kind of thing happen. And the florist just did like a total rearrangement of of, of things. Um, and everyone was on board with just like, let's make this work for mm-hmm. the bride and groom. Because, you know, otherwise the wedding is going to be very wet and nobody wants that. Yeah. So the DJ reconfigured his setup. Yeah, did um, just totally rearranged how he was going to set up the thing. And I've met so many vendors who they would not be willing to do that. They flip out if uh, a small change of plans comes along. Yeah. Because adaptability is not always wedding vendor's strong point. But the ones that have that adaptability, are those are great. Those are great really vendors. great vendors to work with. Yeah. So we're talking about like basically what makes a good vendor. And so far mm-hmm. we've got obvious things like quality and professionalism, but adaptability, flexibility. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how well does this person handle a last-minute change? Do they freak out? Do they like, no, it must be this way? Or are they like, okay, cool, let's roll with the punches and let's make the best of it. Let's figure out, you know, can they think outside of the box? Yeah, and every one of those vendors did everything they could to make the couple feel valued and cared for. And they acknowledged that the, the change of plans was probably an emotional experience for the couple, but they... They really pulled it together to yeah. make the wedding day happen. Yeah, they were awesome. So what questions would you ask as a wedding planner? And you can ask me questions too, because this isn't me interviewing you or you interviewing me. This is just us chatting. But what kind of things, th- those kind of experiences reveal character qualities. Mm-hmm. Do you have like, do you have ways that you think you can 
find out if those people have those character qualities without having to, you know, full on hire them and then just hope for the best. Cause like, obviously you can learn a lot about a wedding vendor by hiring them, but mm-hmm. you want to know about them before you hire them. So like, what, what do you do? How do you, how do you vet a new vendor that you've met? I know you have kind of a repertoire of vendors that you just like working with at this point. <clears throat> like a certain it, photographer. <laughs> it makes it much easier when you marry your wedding vendors than you have. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. You've married more than one? I, I just have one photographer. Do you have like, a, you have like a, a male harem of wedding vendors? <laughs> <laughs> that would be very sexist. But um, <laughs> Yeah, that it would be it would be something. Let's move on. Um so mostly I've learned how to vet wedding vendors from bad experiences. Um, seeing how, seeing what red flags look like, which isn't always an obvious thing. But how do you, how can you tell in advance? Like, what do you, are there questions you ask or are there red flags that you know of? Mm -hmm. Like if the vendor says this in an interview, you're like, oh, that's, that's a no go. If the vendor talks so much about themselves that they don't allow an opportunity for the couple's details to take center stage, as well as the desired outcomes mm. then i i take that as a red flag but they're, if, they're arrogant mm-hmm. or, or like just, arrogant or just they they talk about their own services yeah they the oversell themselves oversell um hmm. so if if a conversation is centered on the needs and desires of the client and the details of the wedding day and then the the vendor says how they would approach fulfilling those needs and desires, then I, I usually see that as a, a great trait in a vendor. You're looking at your reflection. The Sorry. <laughs> There's this shiny little band on the microphone and I was just looking at my own reflection. <laughs> so speaking of arrogant vendors, yeah. <laughs> red flag. Don't need to mirror. Constantly looking at a reflection. <laughs> it, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, so what, um, what are some green lights then? Green lights are vendors who have solutions. Like I present, this is what a client wants. How would you go about that? And they, they say, oh, well, this is how I've handled this in the past. Or this is how this service might fit well with them. Um, someone who's confident, but not arrogant. Um, okay. I I really do appreciate confidence because then I know that I don't have to fill in that gap for the, the vendor on the wedding day. What, what would be the difference between a confident, like if you're talking to a, um, if you're talking to a DJ, mm-hmm. what would be the difference between a, a confident DJ and an arrogant DJ? Like what, <laughs> you're speaking to me, you know, so I have a difficult time a confident differentiating <laughs> between arrogance and confidence. A confident DJ or vendor will be able to clearly tell me what their services are and how that can fill a client's need. Like, um, say you have a non-traditional couple who doesn't want a dance party as much as they want a social atmosphere. I would take a DJ who said, well, you know, this is, this is how I would go about, um, filling that need. Like I would, play the music quieter and I would, um, you know, probably an uplighting package wouldn't be as necessary there. Instead, we would, you know, focus more on 
social like jazz a jazz playlist or something so they're immediately coming up with like they have ideas ideas and solutions right mm-hmm. away yeah that i think i see what you're saying now cuz there are a lot of people who you know run service businesses specifically in this case for weddings who they're so focused on doing it the same way every time mm-hmm. and they're and they're not they willing rut. yeah they're they're not willing to adapt at all mm-hmm. so they're like oh yeah this th- i mean you've had vendors who specifically will not do something to accommodate the bride and groom right. and the reason oh we just bumped the mic <laughs> episode one we're new at this um they specifically said we're not going to adapt to this need of the bride and the groom because simply this is how we've always done this it. This is how we do right? it, yeah. Yeah, I don't... How can you stay in business even if that's the case? Like that, you know Pricing. What? <laughs> Pricing, yeah. yeah. You know, one of the hazards, unfortunately, of the wedding industry is that there's virtually no repeat business. Right. Because if if you are someone who, you know, unfortunately, your your first marriage ended tragically and you're you're getting married again you're probably not going to hire the same vendors so really mm-hmm. every wedding that every client is a new one. every client is a new client yeah maybe a client knows a previous client but they have no history with working with you know this wedding venue for stuff you know like it you don't have your wedding planner that you go back to on a monthly basis right right so exactly so people who are um People who are are looking for vendors, they're always going in cold. And I think that unfortunately, that's how a lot of wedding vendors get away with... Bad business. Yeah, because they don't have to worry about repeat business. And it's just just sad. And that's why it's Mm -hmm. so important, I think, to look at reviews, get recommendations, maybe from people that you know who have worked with these people. Mm Mm-hmm. It just dawned on me yeah. how much I'm talking with my hands, even though that this is a podcast. So like <laughs> nobody can see this, totally but I am making invisible. grand gestures right now. Mm-hmm. Wow, 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 wow. And can even you hear, hear my hands moving. Right, even beyond reviews and um, like personal recommendations, those are good. But there's some issues with that. You know, sometimes you might be reading a review, and it's from someone who couldn't be pleased. Yeah, so look and at so, look at the overall reviews. Yeah. Like if somebody has 10 reviews that are like five stars and they have one of someone who's saying... Nothing went right. Nothing went right. Everything yeah. sucked and this person is the worst person in the world. I don't know. That would... Take it with a grain of salt. That would be something to take with a grain of salt, yeah. But... but if, and, and you know another yeah. thing? Ask other vendors right. if they've worked with that vendor, not just other customers. Once you've established a, a relationship with a good wedding vendor... And especially with a good wedding planner, is uh, you you get recommendations that are usually based on more than one working experience. So, like mm-hmm. a number of vendors that I've worked with, I worked with on multiple weddings, and I've seen them on multiple uh, different scenarios, and so I see how they handle that. Mm-hmm. Or venues too. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you've already got your venue, and maybe you don't have a an actual wedding planner, talk to the venue owner and say like, hey. Do you know this photographer in the area? Because they mm-hmm. probably do. Right. Like the wedding event. I mean, we're in we're in the Finger Lakes of uh, New York, which is um, kind of southern central area of New York State, and it's a hot spot for weddings. And the venue, the vendors around here. Uh, sorry, the venues around here. I mean, they they do 
a huge amount of weddings. I mean, they're, yeah. they're bu- like there's, I don't know of a venue in this area that isn't booked at least once a weekend throughout the year. Like right. they'll have like, you know, 50 plus weddings at least. And there's some that do way more because they may even be able to host more than one wedding. So they work with a lot of vendors and who you hire for your wedding staff really, really, really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have a DJ who make who really makes your day very, mm-hmm. very special mm-hmm. or a photographer who really, really makes your day that much more memorable. Right. You know, I just even the um, even little things like that don't that maybe they're not there the whole day like a florist. You know, there, some people just have that ability to really take it to the next level and really, really make you feel very important and very, very valued. And yeah. there's other people who you're an assembly line. Right. There's, there are the vendors who you feel like you're getting personalized service from. And then there's the wedding vendors who you feel like you are just another couple. Can I give a couple suggestions for how maybe if, like, if, if you're listening right now and you're a bride or a groom and you're, and you're trying to find what vendors to, to hire and you just don't know what to, can I give a couple suggestions? Mm-hmm. Okay. First and foremost, talk to them. Yeah. Talk to the vendors before you hire them. I'm amazed at how many people try to only do this over email. A do vocal not, and visual conversation. Yes. If you can do it in person, do so, but at least get a video chat. Mm-hmm. If you can't do a video chat, cause you know, you don't have a webcam or something or they don't at least call them. Mm-hmm. But you must have an actual conversation with the actual people that you'll be working with. Because There's so much more communication through... Absolutely. Well, if it's video, you have body language to add to that. But even if it's just audio, you have nuances that don't come through in Yeah, you, it's it's kind of hard to um, articulate over just, just talking right now. But it really, really makes a difference. When you can actually meet with somebody, you can you can pick up on how well you would mesh with them. You can pick mm-hmm. up on how they handle conversations. You know, if, they, if they're a very um, confident and aggressive uh, talk type and, and you also are like that, you know, and you're just like both really getting excited about that's going to work out really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if you're, if you're someone who really needs to, you know, put an idea out there and then have them respond and they're trying to trample with their mm-hmm. own ideas, it's not going to work. And you won't pick up on that stuff if you just mm-hmm. go over email or, or whatnot. And I've, I've had people, um, frankly, I, I don't, I hate doing weddings as a photographer where I've never spoken with the bride or the groom. Right. And I have done that before. It's, it's very uncomfortable because I just show up, I've never met them before, don't know what they look like. Don't, so I walk in and I don't even know who the bride is. Yeah. Um, sometimes you don't even know if you're walking into the right wedding. Yeah. That's been, there's multiple that's, uh, sites. Yeah. There. That's, that's been awkward too. It's like, oh shoot, there's actually three brides here. I don't know who <laughs> is doing what. So like, Hey, who hired Joe? You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, so that would be the first thing. Talk to the vendors that you're going to hire. Um, and after that, after that, you look at their pricing. Mm-hmm. Do not make a de- So the second thing would be, don't make a decision based on price. Right. And that holds true regardless of how tight or how, um, expansive your budget is. Exactly. Yeah. If you're if you're someone who can only afford a, a small amount for your different vendors, mm-hmm. still find the vendors that you want to work with first, and then figure out which ones are in your are in your budget, mm-hmm. or if you want to adjust your budget. 
On the flip side, if you're somebody who has an expansive budget and you really could hire anyone you want, don't go out there and just hire the most expensive person. Right. You know, don't go out there and hire the cheapest person. Just find out who you're going to work well with. So mm-hmm. it is very important that you you really, really, really meet with these people. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess they were just chemistry. The, yeah. I guess there were just the two things to say then. Mm-hmm. But what what else? Do you have anything else to add to that? As far as like what? Well, I know I just wrote a blog post about oh, did the you? qualities of great wedding hey, vendors. Hey, let's, and... let's plug this. Where can they find this blog, Rhea? <laughs> you can find this blog on radiantevents.net. And I believe it's under four qualities of great wedding vendors. Okay. Something like that. <laughs> you, you don't remember? I don't know the title. But it's on there. Radiantevents.net. There you go. Just read all the blog posts. Just read everything. <laughs> so, cool. Um, well, I think we're, this is turning it, I think this is pretty good for our first episode mm-hmm. here. Um, what, what, what can we leave people with? Um, I do really think that it's important to pay attention to your gut feeling when you're hiring wedding vendors. because Your gut? Your gut. Because it will tell you comfort levels that if you're not comfortable and you just are hiring someone because you're desperate for either price or availability, don't do it. You'll probably regret it. So when you so when it comes down to it, and you you just have that feeling that like mm-hmm. this is this is the person that I really want to go with. That's that's see actually if, your best instinct. Yeah. See if you can see what you can shift around to make it work. You know, if it's a budget thing. Mm-hmm. Um, See if you can shift it around. If it's a date thing, you know, and that's how that's how we decided yeah. on our venue. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't regret our venue one bit. We had like no. three to choose from, and that that third one was kind of the one that we were like, oh, I don't know if this would work out. But then we went there and we talked with the venue coordinator, and mm-hmm. we we looked at the options, and we we just we we had like small talk with her and everything. Mm-hmm. We're just like we just like working with this person. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to go with that. And lo and behold, all throughout the process, like she was great. They we bent could, over backwards. Oh my to gosh. Us. Yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. So just meet with people, look at, re- look at reviews, look at recommendations, meet with people, and then trust your gut. Mm-hmm. Is that a good way to conclude this, do you think? That's what I would say. Okay. All right. Well, hey guys, thanks for listening to our to my first, podcast why are you we're not doing this <laughs> thank you for listening to this first episode everyone i will i guess what do we do now this is new to me do we just say subscribe yeah subscribe yeah subscribe and oh, share with yeah you could share this people. um give us a rating too did you enjoy this are we weird are we freaks do you like that <laughs> we don't want to know if we're freaks if we're freaks don't comment <laughs> about that but if you like this hey give us give us a rating that helps us out And um, next time, we'll be talking more about stuff and things. stuff, probably. (laughs) On Rhea's wedding bus. (laughs) (laughs) On our podcast.